Louise McSharry on 2FM. It is time for How to Be an Adult. And as you know, if you listen every week, the idea behind this is that there are no stupid questions. You know, sometimes you get to a stage in your life where you feel like, I should really know about that by now. But you just didn't pick it up for whatever reason or you haven't been paying attention to it. So we try and give you an opportunity to ask any question you like. And as I said, no stupid questions whatsoever. And today we are joined once again by Dr. Amy Morgan, who is a GP at Bryanstown Medical in Drogheda. Hello, Amy. Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm not too bad. I'm not too bad. Well, I am delighted to be joined by you this morning because people always have loads of questions for you. So I'll just say if you have a question for Amy, it's uh, 51552 is the number to text. You can also email us, louise at rte.ie. But in our little chat today, Amy, I thought we would focus on men because, and you can tell me if I'm right here, but from what I've read, men are less likely to seek medical attention when they need it, aren't they? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I don't want to say they're awful, but... <laughs> but, you know, in, in my experience, uh, it, it tends to be a case that, you know, you, you'll get somebody into you and, and maybe mum has, you know, asked them to come in or a girlfriend or a partner or whatever. So they're generally kind of reticent about coming in, particularly in kind of the younger age groups. So um, so I would say, yeah, it's it's definitely very timely that we, we talk about men's health and, and what to look out for. And so I figured that maybe a good way to do that would be if we're working on the basis that men maybe have been ignoring things that potentially they should have gone and seen you or seen a GP uh, to talk about. We could talk about some of the major things that you really shouldn't ignore as a man if you notice happening in your body. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So what are some of those things? So I, I think um, generally having a good handle on your, I, mean, I suppose, your general health. So, you know, does something, first of all, does something feel wrong? You know, yeah. so um, are you feeling kind of under the weather? Is there any history of any unexplained weight loss? Um, have you noticed anything in terms of your sexual health? So is there any discharge or discomfort when you when you pee? Um, the other thing I would be saying as well is while it's not a common presentation in, in a younger age group, certainly abnormalities when you're when you're going to the bathroom in general. Um, and when I say stuff like to patients when they come in, you know, is there anything in your stool? Um, and people are looking at me going, stool, what do you mean? <laughs> Well, still, so basically we, we kind of, the language we would use is, have you noticed anything when you're actually going to the bathroom? So um, is there any blood? Is there any mucus? And like I said, from, a, from you know, is there any discharge or, or anything that you, you think, no, that, that's just not right. Um, yeah. So I would say, yeah, so start with that and, and listen to your gut as well. And, and plus as well, you know, do listen to your partner. If your partner's saying, look, I've noticed something or I've seen something on your back or I've seen a mole or something that just doesn't look right. Generally, generally listen, you know, and, and take that concern. And like you said, you know, when you when you start the conversation, there's nothing that's too stupid. <laughs> you know, yeah. we don't consider anything as being over worrying or, or anything like that. If you have a concern or someone else's voice to concern, the, the first step generally is to have a chat with us and take it from there. I actually remember, I just remember there when you were speaking, um, I when I was in my early 20s, I was working in another radio station and I was talking to a colleague of mine who's sitting beside me and I said I was saying oh god I've been really tired recently and she was like oh really are you feeling okay and I said yeah now Amy I was tired because I was burning the candle at what never mind both ends like all four ends yeah um, yeah so yeah. I had legit I was legitimately tired but um she I remember her saying to me is there any is there any blood in your poo 
Like, yeah, hey, I mean, what? yeah, I mean, I mean, if even as a layperson, you can tell that that's not normal. Yeah. So, <laughs> but I just um, thought it was funny that we jumped immediately from me being like, "Oh, I'm so tired recently," to her, like a work <laughs> colleague being like, "Now is there blood in your poo?" Now, as it turned out, she actually had some some health issues, so she was speaking from an informed place. But I'll never yes, forget yes. that. But yes, okay, so that's a good thing to be looking out for. Um, but you mentioned your gut there, and that's something that I say, obviously having having experienced cancer myself, I think mm. it's so important that people you know you kind of know don't you really if there's something going on you do and and like remember you're the one living in your body every single day you know so like when someone comes into me I I usually am under a bit of you know let's just say a time pressure maybe to get a full history and do an exam and Mm. cover all the bases and it can be hard sometimes for the doctor at the other end you know to piece everything together because we're not you we don't live in your body we don't know what's right for you albeit you know in some cases we are your GP so we would have probably a longer history with you than maybe someone you know you're only seeing for the first time in a hospital or whatever so I would generally say to patients you know like is there something that's not right for you yeah and if there is let's work off that and you can try and tell me what you think is not right and then it's my job to kind of take it from there and, and to do a history and exam and I think it's important in this day and age like you know there's so much technology around and people are wearing Fitbits and they're able to track this and they're able to track their heart rate and they're able to do this this and the other but the fundamentals are still the same you know so a proper history taking a good kind of focused story of what you think is going on and then an examination from your doctor and there's nothing really that's still better than that you know so I would say that you know while we're using apps and, and people are very clued in there's still nothing to replace actually if you have a concern taking that to us and then letting us kind of take over from there. I, I do sense that there's kind of an attitude of, oh, I don't want to be wasting the doctor's time. Or I suppose people are worried about spending the money as well, aren't they? If oh, you, yeah. You know. I mean, absolutely. And and, and we, we get that, you know. Um, but I, I would say that, you know, this is you, this is your health, this is your body. And, and you know, you really have to prioritise it. So, you know, and you shouldn't feel guilty about prioritising yourself and, and your health. And, and, you know, I think everyone over the last 18 months has has been through a lot you know and I think it has really brought home to us that you know it is just so important not to ignore things that are that are going on you know and I think if you do think there's a problem with your health the best thing to do is to be proactive and and you say you're not wasting our time you know pick up the phone and ring because often it it may just be something simple and we can reassure you or it may be something that actually does need some investigations or or treatment or whatever and the, the earlier you do that the better rather than putting it off, obviously. Okay, um, well, I want to talk to you specifically uh, while I have you and we're talking about men, about some of things that people might experience with their genitalia because mm-hmm. I know that that's an area that people might feel less comfortable kind of going to a doctor about. Yeah. So what are problems that men might have in that area that they might be hesitant to come to a doctor with about but that they should not ignore? Yeah, so, I mean, totally, I, I guess that some people will be embarrassed coming to a doctor and they work themselves up about it and they're very nervous. And you can tell, you can tell when someone's sitting across from you that they're nervous and they're, they're shuffling in the seat and, and they don't know how to verbalise what, what is actually going on. But, you know, in terms of specific problems with genitalia, so we would be looking at, you know, things like testicular issues. So lumps or bumps anywhere that there should not be, okay? Um, and, and while testicular cancer is something that people have an awareness of and um, I think the first thing to say is that it's while it's not common it's probably the most common cancer that we will see in a younger age group yeah. um, with men um, so it is important that guys or, or you know people 
know what to look out for. You know, they don't have to be examining themselves every single day, but, you know, they do have an awareness of what is normal for them. Is Like I said, is there a lump or a bump where, you know, previously you did not see one yeah. um, in, in that case that 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 is something that we would like to know about and, and you should actually speak with your GP about that because you know often taking a history looking at everything and then referring you on for for a test or a scan um, so an ultrasound is the first step to take from there um, and, and the thing so, about the thing about testicular cancer is that it's it's quite treatable, isn't it, Amy? Yeah. So actually, it's it's there's really good outcomes for people who are diagnosed yeah. with testicular cancer. So it really underscores the message that the earlier you can get in to a GP, if you have noticed something, the better. There's just no sense to putting these things off. Albeit, I do get why people are embarrassed. And again, you know, sometimes you will hear. Uh, it's nothing or I didn't want to waste your time. You're not wasting our time, yeah. you know? Um, so so if you have noticed something that is not normal for you, if there is a discharge somewhere where there was not, if there's a rash, if there's, like I said, it's a simple lump or bump, please get it checked out. Yeah, I, I, I mentioned that because I think sometimes when it comes to serious things or if people are, people are afraid they have something serious, they can sometimes put off confronting it because they're afraid of the news do you know what I mean absolutely so, absolutely I, I mean you'd know more than I would but that's why I wanted to say because I met a good few people who had testicular cancer when I was getting treatment for my own cancer and and I had a cancer I had Hodgkin's lymphoma which is again is very treatable I was very lucky I had a very straightforward experience with it and I know that lots of men have a very straightforward experience with testicular cancer it's mm -hmm. just a matter of getting your diagnosis getting your treatment and then you know for for loads and loads and loads of people that's the end of it um, so yeah. you don't necessarily need to be afraid no and I think you make a good point there like sometimes I do experience that when, when someone's sitting across me that actually you've told them what your concerns are and what you're going to do about it and they actually say yeah I was thinking that you know yeah, <laughs> yeah. so so they know already so I would say you know if, if if your body is telling you something please don't please don't hesitate please come in to us and, and get it checked out and you know the, like I said the earlier you get um, a diagnosis and treatment the better because fertility for example isn't something that's relevant to absolutely everybody but mm -hmm. it can be a Concern, particularly you know if you're making a diagnosis in, in a younger man so again being proactive about these things and and you know enabling us as your GP to be able to refer you on to appropriate specialist treatment where they can go through um all the treatment and and the advice and the supports you know it is essential so so definitely I would wouldn't sit on those type of things and can we talk a little bit about erectile dysfunction because um I actually we had a guest on the program speaking about this some months ago and he said that uh, a lot of young men are experiencing erectile dysfunction but that for the most part it's it's a kind of mental thing as opposed to a physical problem yeah absolutely um and sometimes it actually can be something that will start be the starting point of a visit maybe to me where it you know it comes up in conversation and there's a lot of pressure um on the person you can sense it when they come into you um and it's been going on a while and they've been waiting for it to get better they're embarrassed um you know their their partner has maybe mentioned it to them and um, they're really really struggling with it you can tell they absolutely do not want to be there but they do yeah. want some help um, and i think a lot of people are geared towards getting the quick fix you know, please just give me something quick I can take that will sort this out. And, you know, it may be the case that there is some simple treatment for it and, and medication may help for some people. But in a lot of cases, it can point to something else that's maybe going on with the body, particularly if this is something that someone has never experienced before. Sure. Um, and, you know, people have, been, like I said, been through a lot over the last 18 months, to two yeah. years. People are under stress, particularly younger age groups. You know, they've, they've been through a lot. Um, and, you know, it can often be something that maybe occurs 
uh, people don't pay any attention to it and then it keeps happening and the longer it goes on obviously the worse it can get and it causes stress and it causes tension potentially in a relationship um, and it really kind of adds to someone's the pressure that someone's feeling um for so some kind people of like well, a self-fulfilling prophecy nearly absolutely yeah absolutely and you know as well it can also sometimes be a hallmark of maybe other things that are going wrong in the body so you know it always warrants a conversation with your gp and then a wider health check you know mm. like so it can be associated with things like um elevated blood pressure or, or other issues particularly something like diabetes so it's really important you actually get a proper physical history taken and, and, and a physical exam taken as well and, and try and figure out what's going on and for a lot of people you know they will actually get a solution for it you know and, and yeah. they're able to, to get on with their lives but I would say don't again please do not ignore that. Well I just want to put it out there if you have a question for Amy and um, this is Dr Amy Morgan she is a GP at Bryanstown Medical in Drogheda uh, you can send it in to us 51552 is the number to text you can also email louise at rte.ie and we'll be back with Amy and some answers as well as the brand new one from Bobby Arlo after this. Louise McSherry on 2FM. That is the new one from Bobby Arlo it's called Fever Thoughts on 2FM. Bobby Arlo what an artist very exciting Irish artist and of course one of our 2FM rising picks this year. Now I am joined by Dr. Amy Morgan, GP at Bryanstown Medical in Drogheda. Hello, Amy. Hello. We have got loads of questions, so we might as well get stuck in. Um, and the first, a lot of them relate, as I predicted, to the nether regions. Um, <laughs> first one is, I'm on immunosuppressive drugs, and I'm just wondering, could they cause erectile dysfunction? They, they potentially can. Yeah, there's a lot of medications, actually. Not a lot, but there's a significant group of them. So we group them into different types of medications for different occasions, like blood pressure treatments or, or whatever. So, uh, And then immunosuppressant drugs, so they'd be drugs to suppress your immune system. So you can be maybe on that for a variety of different conditions. So I think it's just more, you know, I just would wonder whether it is something that is already causing it or would, was that maybe present before they start on treatment. Mm-hmm. I mean, either way, definitely having a, having a chat with with the doctor who prescribed them you know so they're part of their, as part of their treatment plan just to see whether there's you know it is actually related to the medication mm-hmm. so in some cases you know I'm not saying you know, I would obviously say do not stop your treatment with it without speaking to your specialist about it um, and it may be something it could be maybe something tied in with their diagnosis as well we, we did talk about you know the, the psychological aspects of, of erectile dysfunction so I think having a chat with with their with the person who prescribed the medication um, and, and taking it from there okay uh, next one says the jokes around the prostate exam are really annoying. It's a blood test now, isn't it? Uh, no, not quite. Um, and uh, the prostate itself, so it's a gland. So we talked about testicular cancer and other diagnoses related to the testicles. So the prostate is something different in, entirely. But as you said, you know, uh, <laughs> it's part of the conversation that we say down there or the genitalia. So it, it's a gland, okay? And and prostate cancer, you know, I think men are generally aware of it. Um and they're cautious about it. And often you will have someone say, can I just get the blood test for that? Mm-hmm. Um, so the blood test itself, it's useful to us as doctors to get it done. Um, but you have to pick the right person to do it on. So prostate cancer itself is something that usually actually affects older men or certainly yeah. men from kind of 50 upwards. It's not something we would really come across in, in a younger age group. Um, and, and, you know, while the blood test can be important, it's, it's a thing called a marker, a PSA, and it can be elevated in people who do have uh, go on to have a diagnosis of cancer it can be elevated for a variety of reasons and you shouldn't be just relying on a one-stop blood test to kind of reassure you so I think if you have symptoms as well 
Um, so symptoms in terms of uh, difficulty urinating and um, just feeling uncomfortable down there. Like I said, any other advanced symptoms like explain, unexplained weight loss um, problems in terms of blood in your urine. You, you must actually don't be relying on the fact you had a blood test last year. Do speak with your GP and, and, and we do need to examine you and, and then possibly take some other investigations as well. OK, next one says, are there any legitimate drugs out there to help with thinning hair? Yes, there are. And thinning hair can be really distressing. Um, and it's something that can happen maybe temporarily in response to, you know, a, a trauma. So sometimes women experience it after they have a baby um, or, you know, or they've maybe had a stress, some other stress in their life or they're on treatment for, you know, whatever, uh, medical treatments, whatever. But so it depends on what is actually causing it. And that can be hard sometimes to figure out. So again, I, I'm wary maybe that I don't want to be saying, you know, everything needs to come through your GP. Like the answer for everything is go and see your GP. But, you know, I think that person actually should speak with their GP so they can take a focused history from them because the treatment will depend on what's actually causing it. Um, You know, there may be other investigations that need to be run. So, you know, getting a thyroid level checked, seeing is there anything else going on with that person and then obviously taking it from there. If it is just found to be an isolated issue of, of, of hair loss or alopecia, it depends, again, what's causing it. And there are specialists in the country that someone can be referred to to, to talk about different treatments. Um, so I think, yeah, again, for that person, they should, they should speak with their GP. Okay. Thomas and Bantry says, Hi, Louise. For months, I've been fighting with my partner because he's been ignoring me. I'm starting to think it might actually be an issue with his hearing. Should he go to the GP with a worry like that or should he go straight to a specialist? Yeah, again, um, bash the GP, um, I, I'd say, because uh, sometimes you do get some something like that where, where someone has noticed hearing loss. And it may, you know, you, maybe when he speaks to his partner, it may actually be something that his partner has realised already. But often it can be subjective. So sometimes it is the partner saying, yeah, you're putting up the telly too loud. You're not listening to me. And it's genuinely, you're, it's not just you're not listening to me. You're not hearing me. Yeah. Um, and, it, you know, it can cause stress um, uh, at home. So I think, you know, um, speaking with the GP who will then examine um, the ear area, you know, it could be something as simple as, you know, blocked wax or, or something in, in the actual ear canal. But it'd be important for the GP to take a history and then take an exam. And then, you know, if there's nothing to see, he may be referred on for other tests to actually check that the level of his hearing and the quality of his hearing uh, and then ma- make a plan depending on what the results of that test are. Yeah, my husband had his, he, he felt like his hearing was dull for a while and he went and had one of those the water irrigation things where they clear oh, yeah. with it to his GP and he said it was the best experience of his entire life. <laughs> yeah. It's so. probably one of the most satisfying things actually, you know, a GP can actually do in their course of work. You can have, you know, you might have someone coming into you and they have, you know, they just feel like they're underwater for, yeah. for months and then you get this magic machine out yeah. and, and, <laughs> and yeah. hey presto, it's, it's instant, you know, it's an instant result. Like not, not for everybody. And yeah. sometimes you will find that someone has come into you and they may actually have gone off themselves and getting a hearing test somewhere uh, and they've been sent back from the place who's done the test because because their ear is potentially maybe full of wax that's yeah. that's stopping any signal from getting through so I, I would say yeah make your life easy actually uh, have a conversation with him and, and encourage him to go and speak to his GP about it um, this one says can you please ask the doctor about random erections I'm in my late 30s and I still get them regularly for no reason I can't seem to stop them oh that would be very troubling I feel like yeah I, I yeah and Probably I'm conscious that that person probably feels quite embarrassed and, you know, it's probably something that someone else might kind of laugh about, yeah. um, you know, and it, it, I'm sure it is obviously very, very distressing for them. Um, 
yeah, there there is clearly something going on. Um, so again, we, we did talk about how sometimes erectile dysfunction and, and issues down there can be related to other things that are going on with the body in terms of your circulation, your blood pressure, other conditions like diabetes. So I think it would be important, again, I keep circling back to it, but, you know, for that person to actually go to their GP, you know, take a full list of whatever medications they're on, things that they could be maybe taking over the counter, herbal supplements, whatever, um, and, and then the GP to, to actually examine uh, the area and try and figure out what's going on um, and, and take it from there really because you know that that's something obviously that would be distressing to that person they, they shouldn't leave it you know yeah um okay this next one it says my partner's foreskin has gotten really tight and sometimes tears during intercourse sometimes there is just room for him to urinate does he need to be circumcised what should he do so something that's sometimes something we can see in in actually in in younger like in infants and in children where the foreskin is 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 tight and and can be inflamed and that can be due to usually an infection or or just something in terms of how the foreskin is actually developed, um, and there are sometimes the cases where if the foreskin is incredibly tight and, and it won't retract, it is going to cause problems with, um, and passing urine and then obviously in older age groups you know someone's having difficulty having intercourse, so it is important that it's it's picked up and and to find out what's actually causing it. So so that, that, that person is going to need to go and see their GP, take a full history. How long has this been going on for? Um, and take a, like a, a, you know, a full proper examination to have a look at the area, the skin, um, any rash, any irritation. Because there's other things that can cause it. You know, someone can have it maybe a skin condition that's actually affecting the area itself. Um, so it, it, it may depend on maybe has he, does he have any other conditions? So again, I would say that that's something that's not right. Um, it could be something simple causing it um, and the treatment could be simple. But again, you know, I, I would really encourage that person without jumping down the route of circumcision. That's that's way down the track. You know, um, I, I would say actually see the GP first uh, and uh, the GP will examine him and, and take it from there. Okay, uh, last one. My partner has an awful problem with sweating. He sometimes has to change his T-shirt a couple of times a day. He's had it his whole life, so we're not worried for his health. But is there a way to control it? Yeah, so so that sounds to me like a condition called hyperhidrosis, and that's basically, you know, excessive sweating. So I'm sure that person is probably annoyed by you know, people who don't suffer from it saying, oh, I'm really sweaty today. It's not as simple as just being sweaty after a run or in a, in a stressful situation. You know, that's normal. That's the body's normal response to try and cool itself down. Mm-hmm. And this is actually part of a condition that someone in some cases may have actually had from very, very young. So that's a condition where we kind of cause it's, it's, it's primary hyperhidrosis and it's, it's, it's all over. So it sounds like they've had this for an awful long time. Um, so again, taking a history from that person would be important. Like what age they notice it, what areas does it affect? you know palms soles underneath the underneath the arms um and and how much they sweat and and is it triggered sometimes as well by stressful situations so there can be some simple remedies like i'm sure they're probably doing these things already in terms of wearing loose fitting clothing and and wearing kind of you know like proper strength antiperspirant um and stuff like that but there are other treatment options so you know um we we in some cases we do refer people on to dermatology services where they they can use things like botox as mm-hmm. injections to the focal areas to to stop the sweating and, and it does work for some people so i would definitely say that that you know it sounds like they're well um but again you know just to make sure that everything is okay i would i would encourage them to to speak with their GP and then the GP will take a full history again look at any allergies medications they're on see if they need anything like blood tests and then um, and then take it from there if they need um, referral onwards yeah because it sounds like you know there could be a solution or certainly something that would help 
Absolutely, yeah. Me. And and maybe when you'll find when that person is talking to their GP that this has maybe bothered them more than they've let on, you know? So it, it can be, you know, it's not something that you, you just have to put up with while it may be very reassuring that this is something that they've had, you know, effectively all their lives and, and they're used to it. And there are some treatment options there. Okay. Well, look, thank you so much as always. That's Dr. Amy Morgan from Bryanstown Medical in Drogheda. I hope you have a lovely day, Amy. You too. Thanks, man. Thanks a million. Louise McSherry on 2FM.